0: Hey everybody, thank you so much for joining in today and listening to our episode on relationships. Our special guest is going to be Ruby Holbrook. Just a heads up, we have a Christmas special episode coming out this Friday at 7 a.m. on the store. It's a recording of me reading the story, The Anniversary. My name is Joseph Smith. This is the Joseph Smith Show. I would like to share with you the story of George Bailey from It's a Wonderful Life. George Bailey yearned for adventure. George wanted to travel the world and see the wonders it held in store. But in his little town, he was constantly held back from his dreams because of his constant service for his father and his friends. His father had started a bank named The Building and Loan. The Building and Loan was in need of a new owner for for after George's father died. But George wanted to travel to leave his small town and adventure. He had resolved not to take this position. He found himself a wife and on the day of their wedding, the stock market crashed and the Great Depression started. He had to turn around from his planned honeymoon and with his and now with his father gone and the people who loved him looking to him for guidance, he was forced to keep the building and loan alive. George Bailey is yet again stalled from his dreams and he is constantly ha- haunted by this. Meanwhile, he performs numerous acts of charity and love for the people of his community, building reliable, cheap housing for the unfortunate and befriending the friendless. Despite this, he still yearned for a life that was better. He wanted to give more to his family, for surely they deserved more. He still had not he still had not left this, quote, crummy little town, unquote, and feared he never would. One day, the worst happened. His business associate lost the entirety of the building and loan savings. His business was bankrupt, and now already on the financial brink, this was the death rattle. George was devastated and overcome with the weight of what seemingly felt like the world. He was now in danger of jail and had lost every penny to support his family. He made his way during this Christmas season to a bridge where he contemplated throwing away his life. Just then a guardian angel is sent to him by God and George is granted the perspective of seeing what life would be like if he had never been born. Families had been ruined by financial desperation. His children, whom he loved, were not alive. His wife was not his anymore. His his house was in ruin. In essence, every good thing that George had fought and clawed for was made to have never existed. Now, George, taken by fear of this world, pledged to be allowed back into the one he had previously hated. The money was still lost. The police were still after him. For fraud and scandal... We were still after him for fraud and scandal. He was broke. He was still in his crummy little town, but he was alive. He ran to his house and hugged and kissed his wife and children, and then something truly beautiful happens. The members of his community, having heard of the bank's abrupt collapse, the bank the bank's abrupt collapse, came to came to his house and gave the money they had to the building and loan to save George Bailey from jail. The people he had spent his life giving and giving and giving to gave to him. George Bailey now realized that it was not his dreams. It was not the kind of house his family lived in or the clothes his kids could wear. It was the love and the relationships he had kindled and cultivated in his life that truly mattered to him. Money and adventure was earthly, but relationships would last him an eternity. Okay, now we're moving on to our more spiritual part of the episode and I'm so excited to bring you guys Ruby Holbrook via Zoom.
1: Hi, my name's Ruby. I am from Logan, Utah. I go to school in Orem at UVU, and I'm just studying to become a nurse. Let's. So oh, and I'm in the middle of five kids.
0: Oh, awesome! That's great. I'm. I'm at the near end of six kids personally, and man, it's a party. <laughs> um, oh, it's so
1: fun! I love it.
0: Yes. So we're talking a little bit about relationships. This is something that Ruby actually asked that we talk about and I was really excited to do it. And so Ruby, what relationships have you found to be the most valuable to you?
1: Um, the most important relationships in my life have for sure been with my family. Um, just like with my parents, first of all, they've taught me so much, you know, I wouldn't be who I am today without them. They've taught me so much about like, not only things that are important, like going to school and working hard, but like um, being strong in the gospel and always making sure that Christ is your main focus in life and things like that. And my siblings, um, they've always, you know, we're just so close. It's, so nice to have them in my life just to teach me how to interact with a bunch of different personalities because I feel like a lot of times, <clears throat> if it's hard for you to mesh with a certain personality, you' kind of give up or you're like, oh, they're not my person, but having like lots of siblings and learning how to love and have a relationship with each of them is has been really important in my life,
0: yeah. It's very, those, those familiar relationships are the, our first relationships that we form here on earth. You know, I mean, of course, probably some of the most value are the most valuable ones that we can get are those between Jesus Christ and heavenly father. And those, and those come with time. Those come throughout our life, through our journeys, but those familiar relationships are our foundation. they are, that's how we grow. There are, yeah. you know, those are our lifelines really. When we're in trouble, we call them all. You know, and those familiar relationships are are so vital to our spiritual well-being as well as just you know life when life when life happens when life gets really hard you need those familiar relationships to fall back onto so I love that yeah. um have you had an experience when one of these relationships helped you through a trial yeah um well I
1: have a couple actually awesome. so other than family <laughs> um moving down, to college was I wouldn't I mean it's not so much as a trial as so much as like an adjustment but it's hard you know to go from a place that I've lived my whole life with friends I've had since the day I was born you know and from always having someone to be with or someone to fall back on to just being totally alone with people I've never met just living with a bunch of random people you know um but I made a friend at the beginning of my college experience her name was juliet and through our relationship i was able to have the most amazing experience and not just like your classic like first semester college experience no it was like we went to the temple and we went to church and we went to a family home meeting with our ward together you know and we just developed deep meaningful relationships not just with her but she connected with me with so many people and it just made something that could have been medium or worse it just made it into something beautiful and a time that I will cherish for the rest of my life wow and then um, outside of that for a more real trial my grandpa just passed away last month oh And I know it's sad, but it's okay because we have the knowledge that we have. <laughs> but, exactly. Um, one thing that helped me get through it was my really Oh gosh, it's so sad. I miss it. <laughs> Sorry. Um. No problem. Was my time. relationship with him? You know, he taught me so much about the gospel, and the truthfulness of it, and eternal families, and the power of love, and so my relationship with my grandpa helped me when I lost him, because he taught me that when you love someone, and when you have a testimony of our gospel, they're never really gone. Well, they're gone, but you'll see them again, you know, and it'll all be okay, because they're not leaving, they're just going on to their next big adventure.
0: Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. My grandfather before he passed he always called it the third act of the play. And okay. he was dying he said I just get to move on to the next act and you guys get to watch me do it. And it's really true those relationships one of one of my family friends the one some of the, one of the things that he always tells you is Money, things, clothes, you can't take them with you. But you can take relationships with you. What you kindled, what you cultivated with your grandfather, what you cultivated with your friend Julia, and what we can cultivate with our family and our future husbands and wives and children, they're relationships that are eternal, that do last. Those are the things that don't really, that we'll never forget, that will never be invaluable to us because they're mm-hmm. so valuable and they are eternal. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, what things can we do? What things can we be doing to cultivate those kinds of relationships? Like those that you had with Julia and your grandfather?
1: Yeah. Um. Well, it takes work, you know, not on so many levels. Like, first of all, like putting yourself out there, if you need a friend, you know, it's not just you're not just going to magically be able to have relationships. You have to work at it every single day to meet people and put yourself in the situations where you can build relationships. And then also I'd say, um, a big one that that I've experienced is forgiveness because you're always going to get hurt by the people you're going to get hurt the most by the people you're closest with, because that's who you spend the most time with. And that's, um,
0: yeah. And that's who you, ha- you trust who- them. Yeah. And who you hold the highest standard to, you know? Yeah. You love uh-huh.
1: them. Yeah. And you love them and they love you so much. And so when they let you down or when you let them down, it just hurts so much more. And so forgiveness is such a vital part of being able to continue relationships and continue them stronger Um because it helps you like grow together and not just be like oh well you like made this mistake so now like we're just gonna have to cut this off because I can't have you in my life I feel like that's a big problem that lots of people face or lots of people come across is they're like oh well this person like did something wrong so I just had to like cut them out of my life like Mm -hmm. it's just like so sad (laughs) that's such a
0: that's such a high standard that nobody can really reach you know nobody can stick to that standard
1: yeah and you just like hear a lot these days i feel like and sometimes yes it's important to have boundaries but Mm -hmm. when you protect your peace or whatever people say you know so much that you don't have any relationships like that is a lonely lonely way to live your life and that's not how God intended us to live our lives, like he created us to be social, and to create these connections with people. And so I think when people cut off their relationships, it's not just damaging to the relationship, but to their own soul, like you are not supposed to cut people out of your life, you're supposed to grow and build each other up and Mm -hmm. become better day by day, you know?
0: Yeah. And that forgiveness part, I love that you're bringing up forgiveness because when you're forgiving somebody else, it's healing for you as well. You know, you're learning with somebody, you're building each other up. Like what you said, you are, you know, it's this mutual bonding thing that's happening with whatever relationship it is you serve and they will hopefully serve. And even if they don't yeah. you serve a little more and it will become gratifying if it's a good relationship. And I love that forgiveness because nobody... There, everybody is going to mess up at some point or let you down because we live in a fallen world. Uh, an experience that I had, I mean, I'm 17, I'm in high school. And so mm-hmm. average high school struggle is your friends. And uh, there was a point in my life where I was really doing that. I was holding my, I was, for some reason, I had this really undue standard that I wanted all my friends to have. And I just kind of realized like I was at home and I was alone when I could have been hanging out and I was like, really, am I, am I really holding these people to this high of a standard at 17 Mm -hmm. or 16? There's no reason, you know? And yeah, so why don't I just, why don't I, you know, not necessarily, um, what's the word, not necessarily disassociate from my standards, but, you know, give people a chance. still love
1: them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you can still love people, even though they make mistakes and Mm -hmm. have different priorities than you
0: yeah it was a very prideful mindset of mine and but yeah i love what you said about forgiveness and that well um ruby you're you're doing awesome i would love to hear (laughs) i would love to hear your testimony on this subject of relationships yeah i'd
1: love to bear my testimony (laughs) i just (laughs) i know this church is true (laughs) yeah i know this is true no i know that um relationships are a central part of god's plan in our lives and i know that even though every single one of our relationships on earth are so important to our growth and making it back to uh god our most important relationship is with our heavenly father and jesus christ because if we don't have a relationship with them then we can't truly have a relationship with anyone else, or even ourselves, because we truly come to know ourselves through God and through Jesus Christ, because they know us perfectly. And when we have a relationship with them, then we can realize our own potential and extend the Christ-like love that's inside of each of us. And I just want to bear my testimony that I know God loves us and he wants an individual relationship with us. We just have to look for it and put in the effort for it. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ, amen.
0: Amen. Ruby, thank you so much for being on the show today. You did awesome. Yeah, of
1: course. My pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: Of course. Safe travels, by the way. Be safe. (laughs)
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Enjoy. Thank you so much for doing it. Of course. Thank you all so much for listening today to our episode on relationships and big thanks to Ruby Holbrook for being so awesome. And I'm so grateful that Zoom was also accommodating to our interview. Please be sure to stay tuned for our Christmas special episode on Friday at 7 a.m., the recording of the anniversary. My name is Joseph Smith. This is the Joseph Smith Show.